0: Previously on Creep Chat Yeah, um, Dawson
1: kind of seems like a creep
0: Cause he yelled at me At a dance last week <laughs> Was he just standing in the middle of the Fucking locker room, just jerking it Covered in cream cheese And jelly
1: Hey, you know what I just want you to be like Super open with your pedophilia
0: Oh, don't let me interrupt you two kids Saying that's perfectly fine by me Because I'm going to go upstairs and dream about it In the throes of passion You're just going to stand there and watch your teenage son And his teenage girlfriend make out for like 30 more seconds
1: Yeah, Uh, that's not appropriate for TV I mean, I could understand Dawson, like Saying that, if at like 2 in the afternoon He wants a Pop-Tart And then he walks into the fucking, you know Pantry and see his parents banging like yeah, it's kind of ridiculous Uh, bada bing, bada boom Gramps is in the ring y'all. Oh, and I am so far pulling a fucking Strikeout
0: I don't wanna wait 50 Randy Quakes presents A brand new podcast That we call Creek. Chat Here's our host, his name is JT, my honey. Oh my god, this is Creek Chat and it's finally
2: happening.
0: Welcome to 50 Randy Quades Presents Creek Chat. I am your host, JT, Jacuzzi Floozy Money, and with me my co-host as always... Yo, it's
1: me, it's me, it's that motherfucker called Chucky B! Wah, 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 wah.
0: In the house. In your house. Doing it, And jam. what we're here to do is discuss Dawson's Creek Season 2, Episodes 4 through 6. Otherwise known as... a. Three pack. In case you're unfamiliar with the concept of this show, it's been a while since I've reminded listeners. So if there's anyone new out there, and if you are new, thank you. If we love you deeply, we love so you so deeply, um, deeper than Dawson. I love you even if you're not. New. Deeper than Dawson loves Joey. Deeper, deeper. Deeper than Pacey loves Tammy. Much deeper. Deeper than Mitch loves scuba diving gear.
1: Yeah, I'd say deeper than that. My love runs super but deep But
0: what we're here to do Is talk about those episodes I've seen them before And our dear friend Chuck E.B. has not This is his first time through on Dawson's Creek
1: Well, I have now seen
0: well,
1: <laughs> the Those You've episodes have seen these episodes, I'm saying uh, Four, five, and six of episode, or season The general two.
0: concept being You haven't seen them at all Until we come to record And now you watch them today Like, I understand that But you just saw them Oh, I did Today And what you did earlier in earlier in the past is what i was about to say what you did in the past was make some predictions about what was going to happen in these episodes so let's go ahead and start with your predictions on tamra's return episode four you said it's obvious what we're going to get and we're going to see that obvious is a, a key word that you like to use in making predictions things are very obvious to you um she's going to return to Cape side and Pacey's gonna have a dilemma on whether or not he should be fucking, with her, fucking her right and she's sitting there she's thinking I came back for you Pacey I love you Pacey I need you Pacey I don't care that you're only 16 Pacey and then you were like the brilliant prediction that oh shit maybe she's pregnant with with Pacey's baby which I'm
1: still holding out hope one and two I got a new prediction for Tamara she's gonna fuck Mitch.
0: With the evidence we've been presented, I think that's a, a fair prediction. But let's go ahead and find out what happens uh, in the synopsis of Tamara's return.
2: Tamara Jacobs, who left town after her affair with Pacey was exposed, shares an awkward reunion with her former boyfriend. Alright, hold on. <laughs> I think we're being a little, a,
0: little, a little generous with the use of the word boyfriend here. Do, do you... Do you agree or not? I mean, that seems a little... <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean,
1: how is that her boyfriend? <laughs> you mean you mean the person that
0: she was sexually, like... Uh... Okay, well, anyway.
2: The encounter triggers old emotions in Pacey and curiosity in Andy, who sheepishly confesses to Dawson that she has feelings for Pacey. So the way they make
0: it sound, and maybe you're laughing for this reasons, it makes it sound like Andy's curious about being with Miss Jacobs. like i wonder what this would be like hmm well why does it but my my
1: thing is when this happened and andy seems oblivious to what could be going down here because of the student teacher relationship that was brought up what i don't understand is why pacey just doesn't come clean to the story that he copped to not necessarily be like yo i was fucking this chick before but be like hey it came out that we might have had something and i basically made it up or i said i made it up meanwhile jack and joey
2: bond over their shared
1: interest in art
0: and they they do that. Art just kind of becomes a major thing now.
1: Yeah, and then I feel like it's gonna fall off real fast.
0: Well, let's find out. We'll find out. It doesn't fall off in this set of of episodes. There's there's this three pack brings the art hard. Art's very integral.
1: I uh, kind of it's less integral in the third one.
0: Less, but it doesn't. we the da- the dance is the most important thing when it comes to a dance, baby. We ain't got time for art and a dance. That, well, that doesn't sound right. Well, let's hear about what you uh, what you guessed for Full Moon Rising, episode five. It's o- it's obvious that there's either going to be a mooning, <laughs> someone's someone's going to moon somebody, or a classic Dawson Creek horror episode. Neither of those things happen. Definitely not. Uh, either way, we're going to see some naked ass, and it's going <laughs> to and it's going to be implied. <laughs> or it's going to be implied that we see some naked ass at some point, which again, didn't happen. So this is the worst prediction I think you had yet. You've had some pretty solid predictions over the course of this show so far. This was the most off base by a long stretch by a long stretch, because here's what actually happened in, in full moon rising.
2: Parental problems cast a shadow over Dawson and Joey's new romance.
0: Which, I mean, it does definitely sucks when your parents are raining on your brand new teenage relationship. Just bringing it down with their old garbage. Like, man, just get it together. They-, they do end up getting it together by him moving the fuck out. Which is the bright call if you can't stop arguing. Like,
2: get over it, Mitch. Yeah. Pacey is troubled when he sees the McPhee's home life and struggles to comfort Andy when she unloads her emotions onto him.
0: And she... I don't know if he struggles to comfort her. He's pretty good at being there for her when... Well, at least by the end of the episode.
1: He seemed like he was there. Like, he didn't struggle. Like, I don't understand the struggling part of He
0: does... Well, in the beginning... But he isn't struggling. Like, he is... Again, like he's done in the past. He just blows up and yells at her and calls her a rich, spoiled girl and all this other shit when he thinks that, like, she's hiding him. When really she's hiding her family because she's ashamed... Of what's happened to them and what they've become like it's pretty fucking intense what goes on in the mcphee household
1: yeah we learn a lot about our uh newest characters like
0: you look at most of these characters parental situations and they're totally fucked dawson the worst thing dawson's got going on is his parents can't get along because his mom cheated on his dad and i don't get me wrong that sucks but his dad's not in fucking jail yeah,
1: Dawson definitely has the best home life um, out of all of our four heroes. And then with, I mean, like we don't necessarily
2: know what Abby's home life is, other than the fact that her parents are divorced,
0: and they give her a lot of money.
2: Jen has a date that makes Abby jealous, and Joey and Jack share a late night kiss.
0: I feel like they just kind of throw the late night kiss in there like it's nothing, but that's a pretty big fucking deal.
2: Uh, yes I no It's
0: going to be a big deal Within the universe of this show I'm not saying it sh- Yeah I can agree with I'm that I'm not going to say whether it should or shouldn't be a big deal I'm just saying like, you know that's not going to go over well
1: I can see why Dawson's angry at Jack I cannot necessarily see why he's angry at Joe It's
0: a culmination of everything else That's led up to the way she's been treating him Over the last few episodes also- though, She's been a real dick to him
1: it's also um, his nature to be a bitch.
0: I'm going to say. And that, we also learn this
1: of- that this is kind of how he's seeing, like, at least at home, like, oh, this is how you approach it. You just throw it out there.
0: In, in this stretch of three episodes, I feel like this is the least Dawson has been a bitch. I felt like he. Oh, I I think he pretty much made the right move in almost every situation that was put in front of him in these three episodes. Somehow, miraculously.
1: I think I even wrote that down at some point. I mean, like right now, it's just a bunch of notes that I'm just seeing. I can't really like find it, but I'm sure once we go through, oh, we'll get it,
0: there. That's yeah, we'll get there. Before we get there, though, let's talk about what you predicted for the sixth and final episode, the dance. Um, obviously this is going to be a big dance. So three times in a row we had obvious things. Now, this time your obvious was correct. There was a big dance.
1: Homecoming! Uh, and
0: it's going to be like the homecoming dance. So, boom, spot on. You nailed the dance down to what dance it was. It's just a good dance, is what you said. <laughs> um, so Dawson, or Pacey finally asks out Andy to the dance, which is not... Well, yes. Entirely true? That's what happens, though. Like, they end up at the dance together, so that's good. Um, Abby's trying to work up the courage to ask Jen to dance. No sign of a lesbian relationship so far. Jen's trying to scheme on Dawson, which isn't true by this episode. She does not scheme at all. Her and Jack have themselves a good-ass night as far as things can possibly go in terms of their relationship. He didn't have a very good night overall. Well his face didn't have a yeah, good night. Yeah, this was night. the
1: weirdest episode out of the three pack in my opinion. It was uh the one I wrote the least amount of notes for.
0: I pretty I think I wrote the same thing for pretty much everything, but it it felt uh, we'll we'll get to that when we get there. Let's get to the longest episode breakdown of of this three pack right here for the dance
2: two tragedies rock dawson's world first he learns the awful truth about his parents marriage which he he pieces together they're having an open marriage when they blatantly both have
0: basically dates at home while he's also there like come on what are you trying to do plus also abby snuck into his room and kind of like told him about open marriages or reminded him about them so that's sparked things together so thanks for the assist abby
2: then, at the homecoming dance, he witnesses a heated moment between Joey and Jack, during which their illicit kiss is revealed.
0: Now we're calling it an illicit kiss instead of a late-night kiss. We've upgraded it to this episode. It's much worse now. But to be fair, if I were Dawson, he had his eyes glued. That body language there definitely spoke to more than just co-workers. They were definitely having a heated conversation.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... It, it... You could tell they were having a heated conversation In which case I wish Dawson could have just heard that conversation Because he would know That Joey was like Hey dude what the fuck Like that's wrong You know I'm with Dawson You
0: If Dawson could have heard that Joey wouldn't have like That conversation wouldn't have happened that way though Like you know what I mean Unless you're saying like if he could have eavesdropped on it But either way It's Dawson, so who knows how he would have reacted Regardless how we heard it Here's how he did react
2: Dawson is heartbroken as his lifelong friendship And newfound romance with Joey is shattered The big knight also introduces Jen and Jack for the first time Pacey tries to open his heart to Andy But something she witnesses ends up hurting her Christy comes back
1: I don't agree with the majority of this uh, breakdown Tell me
0: what you don't agree with
1: I don't agree that their relationship in total is shattered.
0: For the moment it is. Remember, we're not speaking past Um, this episode.
1: All that it is, is the first of three breakups.
0: If we're sticking to your prediction, that is correct.
1: Well, I mean, hey man, I'm like a gospel of fucking (laughs) creek chatting.
0: So what else don't you agree with?
1: Uh, I mean I guess that was the big one What else could you possibly disagree with Once I heard shattered it was kind of like I just blocked out everything I was like "Ah, I don't agree
0: Because
1: that's assuming that their complete and utter Friendship on top of their Sexual relationship is now gone Which It might be bad for like a month or so But they're best friends They're going to work it out
0: Well here's one thing that you also have to agree with Or do have to agree with Your streak is over Chuck yeah unfortunately yeah, I did
1: I did write that down The first thing I wrote down for Tamara's return I put streak broken um, Sad face on my notes
0: <laughs> They're back out at and the then, ruins And they're it, making out But
1: I did say on my notes um, But the best friends Are at the make out spot are, are making out at the Tamara fuck site
0: Yes that is exactly where they're at They're back at the ruins It's a very sexually charged place A lot of Sexual healing goes on around there Joey wasn't too happy about it though She was not enjoying the cold and the bugs And whatever else she was complaining about
1: No, but she was enjoying the cheesiness of Dawson Oh
0: oh my god, yeah Because she went right back in for the makeouts When he said something just gag-worthy
1: Yeah, and, and he was like Ooh, was that too cheesy? And she's like Dawson, I eat up your cheese with a spoon."
0: So, you were also incorrect in saying that P- that Tammy could only be back for Pacey, because she owns unknown to us, we could not have known a, a warehouse in town that she's looking to unload so she can cut ties with Capeside, and it just so happens to be a perfect spot for Mitch's restaurant that you've also predicted will never happen
1: Well, yeah, it looks like I'm wrong on that, and I do have well, a, does, a new prediction. Dude, it's not, it's
0: not open yet so don't give up on that prediction
1: I have a new prediction I uh, see I made predictions at the bottom of each episode and like that was it's funny because like I put BFs will be fine as my prediction at the bottom of this first episode Tamar's return and like I think long long term that'll be true but in the short term it's true for like an episode well do but I also put at the bottom of this this paper Tamara and Mitch will fuck.
0: They don't like hit you over the head and make it seem like it's obvious that they're going to because they really don't. But there's enough kind of in the way that those actors are and the way that they're playing those characters, the way those characters are, that sexual tension just exists. Like it's just there whether they try to or not. The characters themselves are both completely sexual in their storylines, basically. So, of course, we're going to see them and think, well, they're going to fuck. Although
1: Mitch, Mitch does say, um, you know, not everything's about sex.
0: Yeah, so does Dawson, but he's got a boner every time he turns around. So, I'm guessing Mitch ain't too different, just older. H- him and his wife, he needs the love to have the sex. But once he's got the love, the sex never ends. But I bet you, if he's hard up and it's been a while, and I bet you he hasn't had sex in months at this point... He might break and feel shame afterwards. But Oh
1: yeah, but he'll still fuck Tamara.
0: It might happen.
1: He's going to buy, he's going to buy this with the loan that he got and he's going to fuck Tamara and then he's going to go back to Gale and he's going to be like, "All right, I don't want your money for my restaurant. I got the loan. I'm doing it all there. I just want your all in Emotionally On backing me with the restaurant
0: How's he get-
1: I don't want the money part. How's he
0: getting a loan is what I want to know though
1: I don't know but he already said he got it So
0: I don't understand it
1: I'm trusting doesn't matter.
0: that Yeah he's not a liar So well, I'm just saying it like, doesn't make sense to me That he'd be able to get a loan without her Co-signing on it too
1: Well yeah I'm not talking about the logistics Cause we're in fucking Cape I side. shouldn't
0: either but it's just the way my mind works For some reason um well Dawson sees that she's in town or hears that she's in town from Mitch or one of the two so he goes and he's immediately like I gotta tell Pacey he can't find out by just running into her because he Dawson makes it very clear he is not okay with Pacey and Miss Jacobs being together he does not support that um which I think is correct. Oh, I agree 100%. So he's trying to tell him ahead of time like, "Yo, I got to warn you, but Pacey's having too good a time with Andy."
1: He's not trying to spoil the shit by saying it right in front of well, that's Andy. That's what I say.
0: Pacey's having a good time with Andy, and that's why he's like, "I don't have you I got to go to class. Don't tell me right now." Like, "I don't have time for this. Just catch up with me later." Uh, and Dawson's like, "Fuck." Well, that's going to have to happen, but it doesn't because he has to deal with him and joey issues later
1: okay and so this is what 99 now or is this still 98
0: as far as air dates we might have crossed over into 99 right around that threshold
1: and so we're like right there at cell phone age like beginning of it right
0: you're not really going to see that become a thing on dawson's creek dude we've already brought that up i'm pretty sure it's just not really I'm just... part of the world.
1: I'm just saying like It's not part of it Like you just gotta You could just text the motherfucker
0: None of them have fucking cell phones No one has a cell phone You don't see anyone with a cell phone
1: Which I think is weird It's
0: just not part of the world they have here It's not that big of a deal
1: I think it is a big deal I don't though. think
0: it is because I think it's feasible And we talked about this before That in 98-99 there wouldn't be anyone who, Even even if it's just our group of four The main heroes That none of them would have a cell phone That is not unfeasible at all They're 15-16 I agree 15, 16 I, years I think old.
1: it's feasible that Pacey and Dawson Could both have them
0: Pacey, why would, Where would Pacey get one from? His parents ain't paying her for one And he ain't got enough money to get one Pacey would never have a cell phone
1: I feel like his parents would want him to have it so they could get a hold of him.
0: 100% disagree with that. They don't give a fuck about him. Why would they want to get a hold of him?
1: They want to make sure he's not bringing down their bad name. They would
0: never spend the money to keep an eye on him. It's not worth their time. Are you crazy? Have you not been paying attention? Have you not been listening to the way they treat Pacey? (laughs) Like, no way. Not a chance. Dawson, sure. I'll agree with you on that. Joey, I don't think they could afford it. So you're not going to see that happening. Yeah, I don't
1: think Joey could afford see it happening. unless she's spending her own money.
0: Grams would want Jen to have one so she could keep an eye on her and make sure she's not getting in trouble. That I could see. That's
1: probably true. That I could see. But it's just... Especially after she tries fucking this old dude. Dude,
0: come on. This old dude who clearly knows. And he acts surprised that she's 16 at the end. Like, he didn't know the whole time. Especially
1: when he calls out Abby for being a teeny bopper. Yeah,
0: like, come on. You knew. You fucking knew. You just didn't want to know. This show is
1: fucking chock full of pedophiles.
0: None of them are made out to be the good guy, which is good, but also some of them are talked about very passively, like it wasn't a big deal, which is not good. Like the door, what? the doorman at Club Whatever in New York, who was just like, oh yeah, I fucked this old guy when I was 13. Yeah. Nothing else about it. Come on. Well.
1: That guy's still just bouncing.
0: Well, it's, all right, so I'll be real with you here. Like Andy and Pacey are clearly on a collision course. For a relationship Is these three episodes Oh well yeah I mean they're
1: already Pretty much dating And then the way This three pack ends
0: Right So They have one of their first Like Intimate I would consider Bonding moments That isn't about Just the bickering and shit Like you had the moment Over the the magic eight ball there over the disappointment of the party or whatever, where they kind of... But they talked about Dumbo here, and they, like...
1: Yeah, I wrote that she down. She
0: was just so flabbergasted that he loved Dumbo as much as she loved Dumbo. And that just felt like... And
1: she's all like, yeah, I had written Pacey off. She's like, I've written you off. And I was like, what? what well, You didn't written him off. You're clearly falling for him.
0: Well... I feel like the Ice House should, like, write Jack off, especially when he offers to just run the Ice House by himself, because Bessie's got somewhere else to be, and Joey's going to some art thing, and, like, just let this new kid who doesn't know how to mop the floor run this place by himself and be a waiter for the first time. Yeah, perfect. Joey's gonna make the executive decision and say that's okay. She's not even gonna run it by Bessie first. That's just what's happening now. Jack's in charge. That seems nuts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Jack's got full control.
0: That seems fucking crazy to me.
1: Which makes me also think where the fuck is Bodie Do you... multiple times here I keep thinking where the fuck is bessie betsy Bessie
0: I'm not gonna spoil
1: the Joey's sister's husband I'm not gonna spoil or er, baby Daddy. I'm not gonna
0: spoil anything I'm gonna say this buckle in for a long ride till you see Bodie again but Bodie's not gone that's all I'll say about it this motherfucker just
1: does nothing?
0: No, I think I've discussed this before. He is... You think that he's the he's cook. He's the chef at the restaurant. The cook, they show it like in the first episode. He's the one doing sauces at home and shit and all that. They just don't... He's in the kitchen all the time. He doesn't come out to the front and we don't go into the kitchen. That's a different show. That's a, that's Bodhi's world. That's a different show on a different channel.
1: I want to see that show. We
0: can make that show. We'll get a hold of the Obi, Obi Nadefo, the actor, and we'll fucking we'll we'll make no we're not going to do that it wouldn't be possible
1: but like yo we need to film these episodes but you know who about when you were in the kitchen in the oc no not the oc and, not the oc uh, i mean it's dc
0: <laughs> you know who in the dc you know who does show up in this episode though the business woman from the economics project and she is, is that her yeah that's her I said last episode. The art lady? I said last episode that she never comes back again. Specifically (laughs) to throw off the scent that she comes back this episode immediately afterwards. I thought it was a different actress,
1: Mm -hmm. to be honest. I didn't even notice it. No, it's the
0: same one. Uh, I
1: noticed it more from. I was like, oh, it's the lady from Bones.
0: Well, because she's the one who. Like she invites her to an art lecture where she's looking at like some impressionistic art, and Dawson like being a Spielberg fan. It's just like I don't get blobs of paint on on canvas. It doesn't mean anything to me. I need he's more like you. I need resolution. He's what he says. I think word for word is like I need to have resolution. He needs to have a conclusion that makes sense to me. And Joey's like, well, I'm yeah, messier than and that. TV.
1: I'm not. I don't feel like that with art.
0: Well, doc, I'm, I'm t- not. T- All right, let's not make that conversation deeper than it needs deeper than it needs to be. Joey is messy as fuck, so she loves the messy impressionistic art. They argue about it, and it tur- like you can tell immediately like art is going to be a wedge between these two, and she even invites joey to come take a class the, i wish i would remember the, the business because i hate keep calling her just the businesswoman. now she's the art lecturer but she's also the art teacher too so she invites her to an art class that's like for beginners and joey's a fucking natural like she's sketching fruit bowls and and people's i mean to be fair that didn't look anything like dawson but it was a good face it's better than i can sketch
1: yeah and she was doing it just from memory
0: She's got 15 years of memory, dog. Like, I think that's fine. Plus, she could also be looking at a picture. Yeah, but she wasn't. How do you know? I, you don't I know. You don't know. I know well. I know that Andy says she gets hit by another car. So, apparently, she's just getting hit by cars all the time. Wait, what? She's talking to Pacey. Andy, oh, yeah. she's hit by yeah, another she's car. Yeah, she's like, I got hit by a truck. Yeah, and that's when Tammy walks up and... Her and Pacey.
1: My sobs back in the shop. Yeah, yeah, her. She's over here. How is she. Dude, dude, she's getting in so many car accidents, and her mom got into a car accident that killed her. Holy
0: Brother. Shit. I didn't even make that connection. Holy what shit. What the fuck?
1: You'd think that she would be more careful driving when she freaks out about how she has to take care of her Now, again,
0: we're talking about Pacey pulled out in front of her the first time. So, there's very little she could have done in that situation. And she says here she got hit by a truck. So, maybe, again, she wasn't. Maybe she got rear-ended. Maybe. Who knows? But, again, I feel like if I were her... Listen, I've been in a head-on collision before, and I hate being in a car. Her fucking brother died in a car accident. that Her whole her whole family was in the car at the time. I don't know why she'd ever want to be in a car, especially driving one, ever again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, pretty much a head-on collision, too, so they they are not fun. No,
0: no. But it, this awkward moment wasn't a whole lot of fun, either, because... Pacey and Tammy... Pacey's just like staring at her. Like, slack-jawed. Like, drooling. Like, duh. What's going on? He just can't figure out what she's doing in town. And Tammy's like, aren't you going to introduce me to your friend? Because, like, hey, that's the polite thing to do. And that would make this less fucking awkward. Um, And so they have... He says hi, whatever. They walk away... And Andy's like, did...
1: and then he runs away. Well,
0: Andy's like, did she flunk you or something? And I'm just like, yeah, or something. Andy, she flunked him real good. Oh
1: yeah, she flunked him all right.
0: Uh, yeah, and then Pacey literally runs off to follow Miss Jacobs. Like no joke, he runs so he can do a little bit of voyeurism. A lot of people love spying on people from a short distance in this show. Uh, it's a common occurrence I've noticed. So you mentioned earlier it felt like Andy was becoming, like, a part of the crew, right? And, and I yeah. can see where you think that from when she shows up at Dawson's house and she reveals to him after a whole lot of boxer ringing that she... Dude, what
1: was with that?
0: Anxious, dude. She's an anxious person. The fact she was even at Dawson's having that kind, come- She was ready to walk out the door and say nothing about Pacey, until Dawson was like, hold on, are you sure that's the only reason you came over here? And she was like, well, all right, actually. Like, she was going to legit just leave while ever bringing Pacey up. But she tells Dawson that she likes him. And Dawson's like, perfect. Basically, like that's what I needed to hear. Pacey needs that a lot.
1: Yeah, he's just like, yeah, Pacey needs uh." a girl his own age that actually likes him and not a uh 36 year old woman
0: yeah but that doesn't stop pacey from like showing up at her house later where they used to hang and talking out to her, yeah
1: and then also showing up at her fucking warehouse. her warehouse love shack where all don't like, know yeah, a love shack. i'm just gonna leave this at that and then they both turn around and they just pounce on each other But
0: then they don't pounce on each other anymore Like, then it stops No, yeah,
1: cause Tamara's like Hey, I'm saving this for Mitch <sighs> Yeah Once he buys this place, he's gonna get to fuck me
2: Yeah
0: <laughs> So Joey was super def- Like, Dawson was talking to her About her hobby of art earlier And she got super offended That he called it a hobby Which... I'm sorry. That's a fucking overreaction. Joey, you've been into art for two days, maybe. Like, I know your mom was an artist, so, like, there's a history of art in your family. I understand that you're a natural at art, and you're really good at sketching things on, like, your second day being into art. But, like, it is a hobby right now. It's a hobby. You gotta be so mad at Dawson, who immediately apologized for calling it a hobby, too. He was like, I knew it was the wrong word as soon as I said it. Like... Again, he's trying to be supportive here, and she's just not interested in him being involved in it at all.
1: Yeah, I think that was a little harsh. I mean,
0: but she's getting more into it because she goes to an art exhibit later. Like Bessie's like, "We're dead. You can leave. We're so dead. Why don't you take Jack with you?" Joey's like, "Oh, come on! Like he's gonna set the fucking place on fire, or like piss on a painting, or take a duke in the corner." <laughs> yeah,
1: she. She basically thinks that he's like either a child or like a sad. Her
0: real question is, hey, Jack, do you know what an art exhibit is? Like, come on. Like, I know he doesn't know how to mop a floor, but he knows what an art exhibit is. Please.
1: Yeah, he's a person. Not
0: only does he know what an art exhibit is, he is an art genius. Apparently, he knows everything about art. Yeah,
1: he just likes art.
0: Like, super into art. Like, he knew everything about what they were looking at.
1: Yeah, he likes art like I like Nick Cage movies.
0: Something like that, yeah. It, but you can tell once they're walking around, like, Joey's like, ooh, hold on a second. Like, I've been looking at this guy the wrong way. The problem is that he just doesn't know how to mop a floor. He's smart in other ways.
1: Yeah, I um, I don't think that she was necessarily looking at him from, like, a sexual point of view. I didn't I say sexual. Like, oh, You're just not an idiot. I didn't say... Like, I just kind of assumed you were an idiot because you don't know how to mock. But I
0: also think she's more intrigued than just, you're not an idiot. I think, and it's not... You don't have to... You could be intrigued and interested in someone and not be sexual, necessarily. I think there was a definite spark in her brain of, like, this is a person I need to get to know better because he clearly has a passion about something that's my new hobby.
1: Yeah, and it'd be someone that she could talk to about it other than her boyfriend who seems to her like is only placating what
0: they start having like a little playful banter thing like an andy and pacey whatever and joey refers to him as a walking sight gag and that's when he's like hold see now you've gone too far though like you gotta look at me like one of these impressionist paintings like it may be a mess at first glance but you just gotta look deeper and you'll see the fucking like the underlying pattern and emotion there and again joey's just like "Ooh, shit and then Dawson shows up. Well, see, there's a
1: reason why I brought up the sexual tension, is because he definitely takes it that way.
0: Oh, dude, he the
1: which is obvious because it leads to their kiss. And what the next? He episode? blatantly
0: checks out her butt in one of these shots twice, like an up-down, up-down sort of thing when she's walking away. So yeah, he's definitely looking at. He has been looking at it from that way. Now that you see it, like, from the beginning, and he is, I think, just being a good guy, too. But I think there was always that angle when he first got there of, I'm interested in Joey. Oh, when he
1: first got there, I for sure had wrote it down in my notes, like, oh, Jack wants to get with Joey.
0: And that's where things definitely start to head here. Um, And when Dawson shows up, he shoots Dawson a dirty-ass glance before he rolls out. He's like, I'm just going to go. And then just like, ugh. And, like, leaves. It's like, just calm down. Like, what are you going to be mad at Dawson for?
1: Yeah, like, Joey and Dawson are pretty much made for each other. They've been best friends their entire life.
0: So, later on, they reveal, like, they start talking about why she's been pushing him away. And been, like, rude to him and shit. And, like, she's... Upset by the fact that everything in her life resol revolves around Dawson That's what she's like saying like everything That I have has to do with you I need Something for myself basically that's what This art shit well, is that's why I,
1: She was saying you know it's like When when you have a dream You know you can Whenever you're having A bad time a bad day You can always think oh well, what would happen If I had that you know like I would never Have a bad time or never have a bad day You know, I'd be happy because it's my dream. And then when you accomplish your dream, then it's kind of like, all right, shit, do I have no more goals? There's nothing nothing that I can have, like, as my... Fuck, this sucks. I need something to, like, think about for the future. Like, that's what she was, you know, basically saying. Right.
0: Like, so we kind of leave that unresolved. Like, she even, like, says... I don't know what to do here. And he's like, fuck, that sucks. And then it just kind of hangs. She
1: seems to leave a lot of things unresolved.
0: Well, sure, sure. But I'm saying, like, for this episode, there's no closure on that. We we reach a little bit of closure in a later episode, though. Uh, I'm not saying anything is resolved, but at least kind of has a period at the end of a sentence. This is a definite, like, ellipsis at the end of a sentence. But you get a little bit of a happier ending. In, and this is a nice turnaround from Pacey sometimes earlier, especially in... Like, season one not getting a whole lot of his own storyline. He closes out the episode here by seeing Andy eat alone, popping in, and, like, again, just kind of, like, they had the banter about, like, you like like me, I can tell you like me. He's eating her burgers, eating her fries. Like, they're going to be dating. And then Tammy drives off in the background. Didn't she, like, didn't she used to know her? I used to, or some shit like that. I don't know.
1: So, we had touched upon it earlier, but... I wrote this specifically down. Why are men with gray beards always hitting on Jen? She's 15. Later, she says she's 16.
0: Yeah, she might have had a birthday that they just don't bring up in the show.
1: And he specifically called out Abby as being a teeny bopper. And then I did write in there that Joey explodes on Dawson when he seems to be legitimately trying to be uh, good and honest with her about I'm
0: trying to wrap up Dawson and Joey and stop talking about them this fucking episode I'm done with them I'm done I know I'm with just them. I'm
1: just trying to like put in the things I actually wrote down
0: yeah but I'm done with them I'm so honestly i said this a lot I'm just fucking I hate Dawson and Joey so much they're so fucking terrible together I hate it I just don't want to talk about it. this whole three pack right here just makes me sick to my fucking stomach with those two they can't ever just be fucking happy. they always going to have gigantic crises of fucking identity and, and all of this shit. Like, just calm down and enjoy yourselves for a fucking second.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they should just kind of relax and just enjoy being kids because... Like, I'm trying
0: to... So, let's... We're going we're, we're to have to talk about fast. him again in the next two episodes. I'm done with them in this one. Done. Finito. We didn't really go too deep into the gen thing. Um...
1: So pretty sure we'll end up having to talk about them in the next. That's two what episodes. I just said.
0: So Abby gets a fuck ton of allowance from her divorced parents. She's like, "Let's go shopping, because that's the only thing that makes me feel." And Jen's like, "Okay, perfect. Let's go do that right now." So that's how they go out and they see Vince, the clearly thirty-something-year-old fisherman that Abby catcalls out to, and he's not responsive to Abby. Like, "Okay, good work, Vince," but then. He actively catcalls back out to Jen, who didn't catcall at him, and is like, yo, what up? I'm gonna want to get to know you sometime. And I'm like, "Fancy you sick fuck. What are you doing? Because Abby points out that he's at least twice their age. So, 30-ish. And calls, like, she wants to bang him so bad. But it's very clear from this first episode that Jen is gonna be the one who does something bad here. Like, it's very obvious. Jen even says later when Abby's still trying to push for it, she's like, haven't you ever heard of statutory rape? Jesus Christ. They just put it, they just said it right out there, but they're still going to keep going with this storyline.
1: This show loves rape.
0: I don't know if it loves rape.
1: They love to use it in all of their storylines.
0: Yeah. And then Abby is a real piece of shit. To Jen because Vince Prefers her Like just treats her like absolute Garbage
1: Oh yeah they She just She belittles her so much Fucking calls her out for being rejected By Dawson And then fucking Jen's like Dude I never want to fucking talk to you Again And then like That night Abby shows up At her house and is all like...
0: They're on off a couple of times over the next two episodes. Like in Full Moon Rising 2, like, Jen slaps the piss out of her. Be- oh, like, yeah. uh, I guess I guess we'll get to that. Because first we open up on the best friends, not in Dawson's room, but out on his roof, looking at an almost full moon. And Joey's like, things are going to get weird. And then Dawson almost falls off the roof.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that was real or not. I I didn't
0: even write it down, I just remembered it His face made it look like it Was real But I don't know, and it doesn't matter Because it doesn't play into anything else At all, like he doesn't fall off a roof later
1: And, okay, how does Pacey get away with watching porn at work?
0: Because they don't have a whole lot of customers I don't know Because yeah, he was openly watching porn When Andy popped in there
1: I don't get that
0: Why would you is my next question yeah I don't understand You can sit there and just watch porn with your pants on <laughs> is he, Apparently
1: that's how Pacey watches is it Was he trying
0: to, try to learn the art of fucking Like maybe I guess if you're trying to learn How to fuck from porn <sighs> Which I guess is Pacey you might Try and Yo do. try
1: to be a porn star that's my life's dream
0: Dude, he, I don't know man Maybe Pacey the pecker You never know maybe he could make it Pacey the pecker That's nice that's good. Yeah, he's watching Jacuzzi Floozies. That's what that's what he's watching. But he lists off like four other ones that he either was going to or already has watched.
1: And then and then Andy, she's like, "Well, why do they all have different names and they're all the same thing? Movies, uh, movies about women. Pacey's never gonna get with.
0: Well, this this." episode had a really interesting open when they came back from that the the cold open at dawson's where it kind of runs through each person in town and the camera like runs into them as a connection to like you start out with tammy and mitch who are still discussing the sale of the property she's like i'm very eager to leave town right now so like i'm i'm a motivated seller and it feels like mitch is he's got he doesn't know he's not ready to make his big commitment yet which i feel like is probably mitch's big problem when it comes to being a businessman is he's just afraid to make that big leap and just go yeah, for it i would agree with Are that. We, that's based on not a whole lot of information they've given us so far but it seems like he's just hesitant and he's gonna miss his opportunity here if he doesn't make that fucking sale um so we 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 transition from them into Vince running up to Jen out of nowhere, where Jen's like, "Yeah, him, me and Abby aren't talking right now," and he's like, "Oh, that's good, because I was looking for something to do in town," and then she gives her address to him.
1: Yeah, I didn't when when she did that. I was like, "Wait, are you giving you her him your address, or is that like a shop you want to meet at?" I
0: feel like that was her address. He, well, it had to he again shows again because up later. He
1: shows up at her fucking house.
0: And so will we transition out of that into that's when Andy pops into the video store and we see them uh or see him watching porn, but he chooses that moment when she busts him watching porn, that's when he's like, "Andy, do you want to go on a date with me?" And she's like, "Okay." Okay. So
1: I I got beef with this show, I think.
0: In one I guess two aspects.
1: Yes, the cell phone thing is early. I could see why the majority of these people don't have cell phones.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to let that one go.
1: When did we fucking transition into DVDs? Because I'm seeing a lot of video. Probably right around this tapes. probably
0: right around this time, but again, it's I think an intentional stylistic choice to make this feel like it was part of an era. Like I feel like the writers and creators of the show would have preferred if they could have put it out in 1995 instead of 1998 so they could have avoided that shit altogether so in the world that they create i think they're intentionally trying to leave out those advances in technology to make it feel like a show that exists in a a simpler quote-unquote time i think that's a purposeful thing
1: yeah i just don't like it i feel like it makes it seem outdated when I love it it's potentially not outdated but it doesn't
0: make it feel outdated because it's not about technology it's like that's not what these store the emotion it, in and all that other shit is still real though that doesn't yeah, feel outdated yeah but that's
1: not if it's not about technology, then why not... Do, especially something like that. It's such a simple, easy thing. Just because there's DVDs doesn't mean that there's not still videos. I story.
0: don't understand what it matters. How does that change? It's because it's something that I notice, and I'm just like, this doesn't make but sense. But wh- why does it not make sense? It's still feasible that that could be the case, and it does not change the content of anything else that happens in the show. Whether it's DVDs or VHSs on the shelves, the same lines are being said by the same characters in the same way. It's just
1: something that I notice. But
0: doesn't matter.
1: I'm not saying that it does. I'm just saying you it's said something you had, that I notice, and it takes away. You said you had two beats because I spend time thinking. So about it does it.
0: matter. I'm saying it doesn't, though. I don't know why it does to you. It's just something, something like that. It's
1: a small thing where I'm just like, I feel like it's.
0: I just don't see if ha- having it, those relatively modern and new additions to society right on the cusp of this being released. I don't see what that enhances the show to have them added it in. It doesn't add anything to this world.
1: I'm not saying it does add anything. I'm just saying it makes it less authentic for me.
0: Again, you're in if they, if they put this show out in 2003 and said this is happening in 2003, I'd see your point. I don't see your point in 1998 and 1999. I don't see your point. Cuz this is completely feasible and authentic for that time frame.
1: I'm just saying that's why that's why I asked the question because it was a legitimate Thought that I had
0: Well you didn't ask a question you said you had a beef
1: Well it was a beef that turned into kind of A question because I asked when did DVDs become A thing
0: Probably right around this time frame Like I'm sure they were out before then But right around 98, 99 I would guess Is when the phase out of VHS Was more or less in full swing But this is a small town Old school Video store that maybe Just didn't there's a blockbuster down the fucking road, if you want to go rent DVDs, but we're just running vhs's here. I don't know, man, but I don't see it doesn't matter. Another topic that we spent way too long talking about that's irrelevant. Saying, it's like the these broken. These are the
1: questions. It's like the broken fucking door. These are the questions I have about this town It's like the
0: broken door during the fucking Friday the Thirteenth episode that didn't matter whatsoever, but you could not stop fixating on. Except this is bigger. Like, I just... Uh, it's blowing my mind, the shit that you decided.
1: It's these little details, man, that I pay attention to that make me think about it. They don't it. matter, though. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> like, they don't have any bearing on anything.
1: They have bearing on me building the world that they live in. All
0: right. And going,
1: I don't want to live in that world in
0: 1999. All right. Well, I feel like I'm if I were in the same place as you right now i'd be tempted to hit you as hard as jen hits abby after abby basically calls her a slut like in so many words like you're an easy lay and jen just knocks her the fuck out not really not really but well this is after abby is blatantly stealing a bunch of shit from the store but before she leaves dumps it all back out on the counter because she's too much of a coward to actually steal anything all talk abby yeah
1: i did write down that she's a thief
0: all talk abby or maybe he's, she's still one of them. I don't remember. Well, so here's the thing, though, with Gail and Mitch. I feel like Gail's made a mistake here in having a work colleague over on a Saturday night for dinner. Even I agree. Even if it's purely innocent, which I believe that it was. I don't believe there was anything more than this is just a work thing.
1: I also agree with that, but too.
0: But she should have known how Mitch was going to take this, because Mitch is not handling this very well. And known better than to make that offer. There are other people who work at her station in the area. Bob could put that fucking guy up. Where's Bob at? Bob can hang out with that dude. I don't know, but Gail doesn't need to. Yeah. But that's fine, because Mitch is just going to invite Tammy over. Which makes it clear that... I don't know what it makes it clear that he's trying to fuck her, but he's definitely trying to use her to make Gail jealous. Oh, most definitely. I don't think... I don't think Mitch wants to fuck Miss Jacobs. I don't think he does at all.
1: I don't think he wants to, but I think he will. You do? Yeah. And I think he's gonna use that as his fuel to get back with Gail and them getting back fully together. Either that or he's gonna fucking get this this uh this building from Tammy and Fucking build his restaurant with a little fucking apartment attached, and he's gonna be like, I'm living the bachelor life. So, in my restaurant, so
0: Graham's they continue to turn her into more and more of a sweetheart as time goes on here because she says, like, she asked Jen, she's like, are you sure you don't want to go to Bible study? It's the book of John, tonight he baptizes the sinners, like, trying to make it seem like. Whatever, and then she even says, like, even from a non-religious view, it's just entertaining. Like, she's even trying to reach out to Jen and go, it doesn't even have to be about religion. Like, I just think you need to get out and come be out and, like, do this shit. And, like, Grahams has just become such a good person since they initially introduced the character. Like, they kind of figured out, okay, we don't want her to be... There's so many other sources of negativity in this show. Let's turn Grams into one character who's actually, like, positive. And brings a good vibe to the world.
1: Well, yeah, we need this in this show because we've got just a lot of fucking bullshit drama <laughs> so going on. So much
0: bullshit drama. Oh,
1: I mean, like, and I always bring myself back to going, okay, these are kids. They're 15 and 16 year old right. kids. I remember being a kid and just everything was the fucking world.
0: So let's not forget that it's the day of a full moon. And we're headed into the nighttime. And Jack and Joey are working at the ice house alone. Except for the one creepy old man who's just been sitting there drinking coffee for hours, apparently.
1: Who was Jack's dad? No. No, yeah, I know. I was just like... I mean, it was... sorry
0: if that's if you were expecting that to be Jack's dad. Like, I will tell you, that's not Jack's dad.
1: I, I wasn't,
0: but I was like... I was like, they potentially alluded to it no it's just part of the weird shit that happens on the full moon again it plays into that kind of supernatural vibe or that, was he a ghost well that's what i'm saying like it's that supernatural vibe that dawson's creek doesn't shy away from sometimes like i don't think the implication he was a ghost but it was also like who knows what he was he's a good tipper tipped real well left a poem and it was a hundred bucks
1: yeah 50 bucks between them both and and joey said they were rich with one hundred dollars to split between them. Well, Jax...
0: that's rich. Jack said she was angry all the time. So if she's happy with fifty dollars, I guess that's still an improvement.
1: Well, I mean, legitimately, he's not wrong.
0: No, he's not wrong and at all. I've made that observation. She before. is angry she's all a the jerk time. Off.
1: But, and that's the thing. She's she's projecting it out to the world when she's really angry at herself.
0: For sure. Oh no, no, no doubt about it. Again, they're all teenagers. They're all doing that same shit. They're all. Either taking out their own shit on other people, or taking out their own shit on themselves. Jen being that example. Or taking out other people's bullshit on themselves, which Jen also does. By having, Vince shows up at her house, like we said earlier, and they just sit on the porch and are having a cup of coffee. And I'm like, okay, alright, cool, cool, cool. We're just on the porch here. I mean, I know where this goes, but for now, we're just on the porch. That's where, this shouldn't even gone this far.
1: And then it gets to the point where it escalates so far to where Jen's trying to pull back and he's still pushing for it. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, is this dude going to legit
0: rape her? No. And then she says, I'm 16. He's like, you're what? And then Grams is in the doorway, doorway and she's like, she's a 16-year-old girl, so you better get the fuck up on out of here, old boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's all like, you get the fuck and he does he
0: scampers because the fucking righteousness of god was coming through graham's voice and it scared the piss out of him because i'll tell you right now the 16 year old girl thing wasn't bothering him that wasn't it no no that wasn't it at all She
1: didn't he didn't care about that
0: so in the meantime next door gail and mitch are having their little dates in the house dawson's trying to figure out what's going on they're like go to your room and that's, what, and Abby's and that's when Abby's
1: up there fucking spying
0: Because she had popped over to Jen's earlier And Jen's like get the fuck out of here we're not friends right now Boom closes the door and Yeah, She's stuck into Dawson's room and is spying So Dawson's stuck with Abby Which is a weird combination of people to be together
1: Dude then Abby's trying to fuck Dawson Just
0: to make Jen jealous Like obviously she doesn't want I to I know
1: but it's still ridiculous I think the
0: only reason she even tried Is because she knew it wasn't going to happen Because Abby is all fucking talk all fucking talk Yeah
1: Which makes me think dude Maybe if she's all talk She's like She's uh, Suppressing those feelings Because she was trying to make Jen Jealous
0: We're gonna see There's still 16 episodes To go here Uh Pacey shows up To pick up Andy For the date Which Through miscommunication Is not what was supposed To happen at all Because Andy does not want him To meet Mom But he
1: does No cause this fleshes out a lot of her character he,
0: he, he meets mom and mom is friendly mom is nice we don't really have any reason to believe there's anything wrong with mom from what we see she's talking about older brother tim he's upstairs she'll go get him he needs to meet him but when andy finally figures out later because she goes over to the ice house and's like is pacey here oh no he's not oh shit well the only place he could be is back at our house so she goes back and she's freaking out she's trying to get him i
1: did I did actually write down, even though that there was no um, proof that there was anything wrong with her mom, I, I did write down, gotta be something off with her mom. I
0: think that's the fair. there's no reason Andy would be trying to keep her hidden if there weren't, at least something that she, whether it's wrong or not, something Andy's ashamed of, which yeah. this whole situation, we find out older brother Tim died in the car accident, mom still thinks he's alive... Some days, most days, some days are better than others, it's really not good, she's not getting the proper care she needs because her dad doesn't want her to, or can't afford it anymore because the business is going under, so she just stays at home where she's taken care of by the two high school kids who also, like, who's taking care of her during the day when they're at high school? Who's who's there then? What is she doing? Can she just be by herself? Watching TV? I, And dad's living in Providence, working with the business, so these kids literally, like, can do whatever they want, but they're in the midst of some bullshit right now, like, Andy seems to take on the brunt of the actual, like, caretaking that goes on, and she says Jack lives in a fantasy world, I don't know if that's fair, but from her perspective, that's where he's coming from, Um, but yeah, like you said, it really fleshes out where, how she is... Why is she so anxious? Why is she so nervous? Why is she so on edge all the time? That's what happened. So,
1: with those two, what are their ages and or are they twins? I don't think they're twins, which leads me to believe, is Andy older or... I would think Andy's older, I think they're the, but it's got to be by, like what, like a year? I think
0: they're the same age. They, just, they were born... Like, one's, the, like, the oldest in the class, and one's the youngest. You know, like, mom got pregnant with one, and then got pregnant with the other immediately afterwards. Like immediately? Like immediately afterwards. I think. I don't know for sure. They, they might explain it. I com- forgot. I don't know. But I think they are the same age, at the very least. Whether or not they're twins, I don't know. But they're, they're, they're the same the grade. I think
1: twins makes the most sense, then. I think they're the
0: same grade. I don't think they're twins, though. I don't. But I, I don't know. I really... Maybe I should. What I do know is that Jack kisses Joey right here underneath the full moon after the power goes out again. What, the third fucking time in this show? EC-dub. EC-dub. power's always ECW. going out in this town. That's what I'm saying. I'm waiting for
1: Sabu to show up. Well, it's like, I guess it makes sense if this town is so poor that they don't have cell phones and fucking DVDs. Shitty power. <sighs>
0: So Dawson calls a meeting with his parents because he's pieced together that they've got an open marriage. And he's like, why? And Gail's like, I'd like to know why, too. And Mitch is basically just like, because that's the way it fucking has to be. I don't know. Like, you did this, not me. His constant, go- like, basically, like, this is your fault. Don't question me when I'm looking for solutions here. And Dawson is like real pissed at his dad That he just can't forgive his mom And then Yeah, he's going
1: kind of hard on but Mitch But then
0: Mitch breaks down at the table And he's like, you know, my dad taught me this My dad taught me that But my dad didn't teach me what to do And my wife cheats on me And I don't know what to do And he breaks down and he starts crying And you can see Dawson's like, fuck Like, I still think he should forgive when he's her Because
1: like, he gets on himself too And he's like, he's, like, I never, he's like, I never thought to ask that question
0: Right, like so, like, I, and I feel a little... Sim- not that I have... I've felt sympathy for Mitch throughout this entire thing. He was obviously wrong I Mary. feel
1: nothing but sympathy for the most part with Mitch, and... And, like... I fucking hate Gale. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I have not... I don't like Gale. I don't feel sympathy for... I don't think... Even when we're supposed to in this next episode. I'm just like, bitch, I don't care. Why? What's your... Like, you... you
0: so like, you're having the same problem. What do you think is going to happen? you have having the same problem as Mitch. You can't forgive her? She made a mistake. She's apologized for it. She's done everything she as a, can do. As a
1: viewing member of this show, I don't have 17, 20 years of relationship with her so for me it real easy go fuck this bitch. no
0: that's not i'm not even talking again i'm not talking from a perspective here of how i feel about her in general i'm talking up to this point in the story i feel like since her initial fuck up she has been nothing but contrite in
1: oh i agree with you so i just don't like i can
0: understand being indifferent i have a hard time understanding fuck this bitch
1: oh i just that's i mean that's the thing. We only have... This is only the fifth and sixth... It was only this what, uh, sixth episode of this season. So we've watched a season plus six episodes. So... And, and a lot of last season didn't have a lot of Gail and Mitch. So we've had a little bit throughout the series about them. And I still remember those first episodes where she's sneaking off and fucking, you know... Talking sexy with fucking Bob on the phone in the fucking bedroom while her, her son's best friend is over fucking hearing her. So you are, you're. And you're I'm mitching. just like, dude, fuck this bitch. You want to fucking it right try and now. get my
0: fuck? Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, you're mentioning it right now. You got no nuance in your emotions. That's how I am. That's how I've been. That's fun. Uh, well, the the old <laughs> fun. Yeah, huh? uh, the old man at the ice house helps. Jack and Joey fix the power. And Joey is clearly not happy with what just happened. At all. Like, rush to clean and get the fuck out of there as quickly as possible. Like, oh wait. Oh, I fucked up. I dropped the kiss. The kiss happens now. After he, the old man helps them turn on the power. Leaves the tip. Does the napkin poem. They read the poem about lo- seizing young love while you can. Jack gets the inspiration. Then kisses her. And that's when she's like... Oh no. Now I'm mad. <laughs> Once they come back to her later. She's like this is not what I wanted to happen at all. Not at all. So we cut back over to Grams and Jen and Grams is going in on Jen. And, and
1: Oh, I love it. I wrote it down. Oh, Have you no respect for yourself?
0: Well, I love it when she comes in cuz Jen's like I can't deal with the religious chat tonight and Grams is like there will be no talk of God. I'm going to leave him out of this. And I was like Oh, shit. Grams is saying she's leaving God out of this conversation. And then, yeah, she's like, I'm not letting New York Jen come back. I'm not going to let her degrade herself like that. This ain't happening under my roof. Like, she's a better girl and woman than that. We're going to fucking shut this down right now. And she does. She fucking, with the tone of her voice. But you can tell by the next episode, episode six, Jen has calmed down for that episode. And she's not being crazy and stirring shit. She's just kind of trying to go with the flow in the next episode.
1: And that's Yeah, she's actually back hanging out with the heroes. That's the
0: gen that I'm fucking that I was thinking of when going into this season. I forgot about these tumultuous Abby. I mean, I here I was dropping hints about Abby being an important character and then I'm also forgetting why she's important. Like I really dropped the ball on that one. Uh, <laughs> But so we close out back on the roof um, with Jack, or Joey and Dawson, with Dawson now, like, aware of what's going on in his parents' relationship and almost, like, feeling like he can feel what they're feeling. This shit is over, at least for now. Like, this can't keep going the way it's been going because it's terrible for all of us. And they are. They're, yeah. they're fucking up Dawson's world right now by being total bastards, too. Like, they're both... Just being irresponsible with their family at the moment. Because I got to put that on Mitch too. The the way that they're playing this out in front of Dawson. That's on both of them.
1: What I do like about it is that Mitch has enough foresight to be like, hey, I want to talk to you about this. You're a part of this family. We love you. And your input is important. But then when Dawson is like, you know, this is how I feel about it. Or like, why don't you try doing this? Mitch is like, all right, well, we've done this. We've done this. They're just not working. Like, we appreciate your opinion, but this is not a debate. This is what's happening.
0: Right. Like, which is honestly, that felt like. Really good parenting. When they finally got it to that point, that's what they should have done from day one, is let's have the family discussion about this, that we will take your input, and it is a discussion, but we are still... So don't, don't get it wrong. We're still going to make the final decision here. This is what's happening, but we want to know how you feel before we solidify anything. Instead of months and months of this fucking passive-aggressive bullshit that they've clearly yeah, just been building, building
1: and building and building and that's another reason why it's like i can sympathize with mitch is because it's like dude not only are you just dealing with this on like trying to deal with the situation but then it's like you're also living with the person that did this to you and is
0: fully supporting you as well as gail points out on a number of occasions yeah like like
1: like, she's guilting you into being like well you can't just get rid of me because i pay everything that's
0: not Guilting into... That's not... If you... That's what you took away from Gail saying that is guilting him into staying. No, no, no. That was saying, I provide for you, motherfucker. You owe me in that respect. So don't come at me like I don't carry my weight in this relationship In that... Like, she is the breadwinner. Who pays the bills in that really fucking nice house? Not Mitch. Well,
1: yeah, I understand all guilting. these She things, was
0: shaming but... him, not guilting him into staying.
1: Well, I just... I. That's the thing, like i he's shaming her over something he already knows that he doesn't pay for anything it's not like he's and an she idiot already
0: knows that she cheated on him and apologized for that and we tried to move on but he can't let go of that so i think she's justified in saying motherfucker you can't pay a bill
1: i think they're both kind of being pieces of
0: shit i agree with you a hundred percent on that point as well but i'm just saying gail at this point in things is just as justified as Mitch and throwing barbs back and forth.
1: I can agree to a certain extent.
0: We can keep going we're not done with Mitch and Gale yet, so we can keep our obviously different feelings towards the situation going. But for right now, we're gonna to, like to close out this episode, it's what I want to point out that makes me not feel a whole lot of sympathy for Joey when shit goes down in the next episode because she knows she should tell Dawson about that kiss and she's on the verge of telling him about that kiss right here on the roof, right here at the end until Dawson brings up a much more serious thing that he, I mean he ends up crying on her shoulder here like he's going through some shit right now so understandably I agree she was smart in not telling him about it in this moment because it just wasn't the right time but she still should have told him afterwards and i only say that cuz she clearly knows that she should have told him not because yes, i think I agree. not because i think it's necessarily the morally right or wrong thing to do but because she knew that she should have told him and didn't
1: there's three things i wrote down for the end of this episode where i was like all right here's like my thoughts about like going forward and like this episode basically it's like Number one, Joey should have said Jack kissed her uh number two, we learn a lot about Jack and Andy in this episode a lot about their backstory and it explains how and why they've behaved the way they have up until this point without us knowing anything prior and number two, this is like possibly the worst of the gen downward spiral. St- Downward spiral And Possibly we start to see her Going in the opposite direction And I guess the next episode The dance is Kind of like a direct representation Of her kind of Starting to go back towards an upward
0: Or at least stop being Actively terrible to herself Whether she's being good to herself She doesn't do anything bad here But like she at least tries to not be self Destructive in this next one Yeah. So then we come into Episode 6 The dance
1: Back in the bedroom baby Which
0: again and I see where you're coming from On your stance of it feels like Andy's becoming more a part of the crew Because here she is in Dawson's bedroom Jack is not there Because her and Pacey are like Semi dating, almost together, right, Like just chilling at the moment, figuring things out. So yeah, she's kind of sliding into things that are going on, and they're all like, "Yeah, we don't do dances, we don't do pep rallies, we don't do football games. We're just anti-social, dramatic motherfuckers." And Andy's like, "You're ruining your lives."
1: Yeah, you have to experience things. You can't just rely on other people's experiences. Well,
0: she sells them on the dance by saying it's good foreplay, and they're all like, "Oh, okay." Like, these idiots, because they don't live anything, they just... I mean, not that they don't live anything, because Pacey slept with his teacher, so they're doing something. But, like, they hadn't put together that that's what dance is. That's the whole point of dancing, is to, like... touch it, Make it, like, show off your physical skills, get physically close, get them pheromones in the air, get them mixing and mingling. See, it feels weird when I get that way about this, because these are high schoolers, and I gotta keep...
1: Why, why do you think they call it the Horizontal Mambo? Oh boy.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> so back to something we were just discussing about the last episode, Joey does tell Bessie that Jack kissed her, and Bessie decides to just cackle at that and basically say, keep that to yourself, girl. It's a bad idea to tell Dawson about that, which... And here's where things become sticky, because realistically speaking, if she had told him the night it happened... It's more likely Dawson doesn't get upset about it. But now, exactly. now that it's been a few days, regardless of the reason that it's been a few days, it's going to seem fishy to Dawson, no matter the reality of the situation. So it might, it might be the right call to not say anything. And that's why I have a hard time like faulting Joey for not telling Dawson. While at the same time acknowledging it definitely would have been the right and smart thing to do.
1: It would have been beneficial for her to do earlier than... She eventually did, and the only reason why she even eventually did is because it came obviously clear to him that something happened.
0: Yeah, she would have never told him if he wouldn't have basically been like, I know something happened, so you're gonna have to tell me.
1: Because it was really a non-consequential kiss, like...
0: Was it, though?
1: It seemed to me like it was. She's in love with Dawson. She even says, "I love you" to Dawson. Yeah, Gail loved after he says it to her. Gail
0: loved Mitch too, and loves Mitch. Sometimes some other shit catches your eye and you're interested in that too. But let's not bring that.
1: I don't think that's how Joey. Let's not
0: bring that back up again right now. I'm not saying whether she is or she isn't. Um, So we get a returning character. Prediction: She's not. We get a returning character here in Christy. Uh, the cheerleader that pacey wanted to ask out while he had frosted tips and andy
1: oh see that that was the return of her see i didn't even really place that together so that makes much more sense to well, it me it hasn't
0: been that long since she's been around but it's been
1: i just completely forgot that character a couple because of episodes because she's a background character right
0: just like i even she's wrote like a down.
1: Fucking Pacey being an idiot, dancing with background filler characters.
0: So, yeah, they all end up going to this dance together. It will, she's Pacey has described her in that previous episode as being, like, his fantasy girl. Like, Christy is his dreams, his fantasies. And I think he even says it here. Like, that's the dream. That was, like, what I thought I wanted. But now that I've spent time with you, Andy, I realize that's not what I want. I made a mistake because Pacey's making a big deal the whole. He
1: rebounds hard, and well, he's
0: making a big deal the whole episode about how he doesn't dance. He's being one of those guys. I don't dance. I don't dance, and he won't dance. Well, Andy ends up catching him dancing with Christy in the hallway later because she's been dumped by her boyfriend or some shit. And he's trying to make her feel better. I don't think better. she was dumped. going I think aren't she was well. just
1: angry that he was being flirtatious with other well, girls. Abby
0: was trying to break them up because she was trying to fuck them. They were clearly having problems, Christy and Brett, because they were arguing in the halls earlier. Like, things were rocky. And yeah, Pacey was just there for her in her moment of, of vulnerability and... What does he say to her? It's something fucking ridiculous. He's just like flattering her about like how every guy wants her, and he's every guy blah 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 blah. And she's just taking. She's like a little Dawson in this moment, getting her ego stroked, feeling real good about herself. She'd end up. Well, it
1: seemed like she had said. Seems like her boyfriend really didn't pay much attention to her.
0: Well, they were fighting at school earlier, and Dawson even said or. Like, Dawson and Joey had this little comment where they're like, promise me we'll never air our shit like that in public, basically. Which is what they end up doing. And then they do. Which they end up doing by the end of the episode, yeah. So, they also come up with the plan to invite Jen along and set her up with Jack. Like, Andy and Dawson, I think, come up with that plan.
1: And I love how Pacey and Joey fucking hate the I, plan.
0: It doesn't seem like Pacey hates it, but he's like, this can't go well.
1: He doesn't think it's a good plan. But, I,
0: but he didn't, like, actively get upset about it like joey did and this is where i'm saying
1: joey's only angry because jack will be there and jack kissed her and she knows that jack likes her but she doesn't reciprocate those feelings that's where
0: i think you and i have a disagreement on how she feels at this moment because i'm not saying she fully reciprocates them and i'm not saying that she doesn't love dawson or loves dawson any less but i think there's just been this interest that has been peaked within her now after that kiss where she is kind of like oh man like the new it's like her gen the new guy coming into the town that sparks this interest this cinematic romance that joey's not looking for but it feels like her own it doesn't involve dawson i'll tell you that much plus it involves art like i think there's just so many things wrapped up into it that whether or not she actually has feelings for jack she feels like she has feelings for jack
1: and I feel like she'll immediately realize that she doesn't and she just needs to do what she says she needs to do, which is find some things about herself that she actually like. And this is where I disagree with her decision to say that they need to, like, break up for it. I don't necessarily understand that
0: she's been telegraphing the breakup since before they even started dating this whole is it's too complicated should we be doing this is it too weird second guessing it the whole time it was only a matter of time before she felt overwhelmed because a new challenge or conflict or problem or decision or something in this case art and stuff like that came along that she was going to just give up on this she's got too much going on to be focusing on this relationship And so I agree with her breaking up with him here. I think for her that is the right call. Fuck this teenage romance. If y'all are really star-crossed lovers, this shit will happen when it needs to happen.
1: Well, and that's what she basically says. She's like, she's like, I love you, and I want to be with you. She's just like, I need to figure out. She's like, I need to love myself before I can love you.
0: Right. Which again, like,
1: we've already been over this. Though, one hundred percent agree.
0: Haven't we already been over this shit? Has she not already assessed these things before? Like, she's smarter than this. Which is where I find this whole, like, you were my everything and now I have nothing angle really hard to believe when it comes to Joey Potter. She's smarter than that.
1: She's smarter than that, but she's also a person like all of us where you want to be accepted, you want to be loved by somebody else. Like, but what I, I feel like that's just a natural human That's instinct. not what I'm
0: questioning. What I'm saying is... It doesn't make sense to me that she doesn't have something else already. That she didn't have another passion. That she didn't have something else. Or it seems unlikely to me that she would start to focus on that lack of it now when this relationship is still so new. She's not even like finding. Wait for the relationship to get boring before you start finding something to like, you know, fill your time otherwise. Like it just. None of it makes any logical sense for how smart they've made Joey seem most of the time. Like, the way she acts in these episodes is just so irrational for her.
1: So, I know this is another me seeing things that aren't there.
0: Maybe, maybe not. We'll see.
1: And, um, you know, my desire for technology. Oh, Christ. But, and it's not like I think everybody should play video games.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where is this going? Where is this going?
1: But I've kind of surprised that not once have we seen them at all playing any sort of video games their kids not who not who especially dawson someone who who likes theatrical things there's the
0: one character i would say it surprises me a little bit that they don't show even a video gaming system from what i've seen again pacey one of those things his parents are not going to spend money on for him not going to happen joey they don't have the money in that house to do it why would grams have fucking Nintendo in her house and Jen Jen was mostly
1: Dawson because we see his room the most But
0: again it's something that just doesn't matter it doesn't matter if he's playing video games or not that wouldn't take away or add anything to the story if they were sitting down playing a video game but
1: it is a time-filling hobby that Joey can get into
0: no that's not what she's looking for she's looking (laughs) come on come on well, this is also the episode where Gail and Mitch tell Dawson, like, Mitch is moving out. We've come to that conclusion. This is where it's at. And Dawson's like, well, I've come to the conclusion that your conclusion sucks.
1: This is where Dawson comes back to kind of be a bitch. But that's also, like, just a normal kid's... Reaction. And
0: again, that's why uh, this makes sense to me of all of his whiny baby reactions. This one I can look at and go, no, I get that, though. Because his, yeah. his parents have been handling this like total shitheads from his perspective. And now his dad's just leaving? Like, what the fuck? I had this perfect life like six months ago. What the fuck just happened to everything that's going on around me right now? But he does after... They tell him that, but before him and Joey break up later in the episode, suggest that he and Joey have sex on the coffee table now because his parents aren't having sex on it anymore. Yeah,
1: he made the joke that, hey, that the coffee table's open because... Mitch isn't trying to fuck Gail on it every But that's
0: such a weird thing to suggest, like, hey, guess what? The place my parents used to fuck is now available for me and you to fuck.
1: Well, I mean, by that exact logic, their bedroom is, like, their bed is available for them to fuck in.
0: Well, Andy has been trying to play matchmaker with Jen and Jack the whole night, like, really thinking they can make something happen there, because no one's picking up on the subtext of Joey and Jack, because they really haven't been interacting throughout the night, and I don't think really anyone expects them to, until Andy comes up with Jack and goes, I'm done dancing with my brother for the night, which, I mean, you should have been done with that after the first dance, if you've been doing it all night, Andy, that's weird as hell, but she's like, swap them out, she's dancing with Dawson, and then that's when Jack and Joey end up, and Jack's trying to talk about the kiss, Joey's like, fuck no, and again, unsmooth Joey She lets her body language give away that this is a serious conversation. And, of course, Dawson being the jealous guy that he is definitely prone to be. He he was craning his neck in circles to look at them dancing together. Oh, yeah. It was almost like a cartoon. It was so funny. Like, he had a spotlight on him, too, so it made him stand out even more. Like, it was so funny to see. Jen's ready to leave at this point. Jack just got punched in the face by dawson
1: that was awesome
0: i don't ever want to condone violence i don't think punching jack in the face here was necessary but
1: i think it was justified I'm,
0: I'm not even going to comment on whether or not i think it was justified but i will say it was fun to watch dawson leary of all people punch someone in the face
1: what was great about it was at first i was like all right i don't think dawson's gonna do this and then jack goes Yeah, I'm not. You know, he's like, I'm not gonna say I'm sorry because I'd do it again. And then that's when Dawson's like. "Ah, fuck you. Boo.
0: Jack's not making any bones about it. And I'm like,
1: I'm like, all right, Jack, you're kind of a douche. He was asking for it. You didn't need to say that.
0: No, he didn't. But he knew what he was doing. I don't think he expected Dawson to throw a punch, though. I think he was getting the same vibes you and I have been getting from Dawson, which is this guy's a big old bitch boy. And I don't. This
1: guy's a pussy. I thought Jack.
0: I don't think, I mean, he looked a little rattled by the punch. I like didn't fuck him up or really, didn't knock him out, but it definitely took him off guard. I don't think he saw that one coming. And I I remember the first time I saw this, I didn't see it coming either because it's so odd. Uh, I
1: saw it coming. Did you? I didn't think he was going to do it because Dawson's been playing it cool well, lately.
0: <laughs> I could see that it was an option they were putting out there, but I didn't think it was a thing that Dawson Leary would do. But he did it. He did it. And... Joey is still just pissed because everything should be about her. That's basically what she's saying to Dawson. Like, I need everything to be about me right now. This ain't a good time for this anymore. And this is as the crowd is gathering.
1: And Dawson's like, I'm a narcissist.
0: Who is is (laughs) handling this situation better than I'd imagine his narcissistic ass would? I mean, it's still not great because how can you handle this well? But... Yeah, but yeah, the crowd gathers, and that's when they disperse. And They take the fuck off. We find out that Jack actually did walk Jen home, and it, they they seem to have a nice, sweet little friendship there. She says,
1: "I think I like to think of it as an alliance."
0: Well, she says to him, "Like when you were with me, you did a good job of pretending you didn't want to be with someone else, and that just shows you how low Jen's bar is right now for just looking for human companionship that isn't bullshit." And Jack provided that, like, an alliance. I like that. It's a good way of looking at what was formed at this dance tonight, is an alliance. So well, Jack because and they Jen both
1: have a common goal to spread Dawson. a wedge between Dawson and Joey. Oh, sorry. Because they both want the respective person in that relationship.
0: So, we get back to the voyeurism tip. Because after Gail and Mitch have been separated, they show them. He's in his sad little motel, looking sad as hell. She's at home, looking super sad. They call on the phone and they talk for a minute. It seems like you know they're having a good, a good moment. But then Mitch is like, "Nah, this has got to be how it is. I'm sorry." And then it ends on that kind of like sad note again. Well, he drives back by the house later and sits outside for a minute, not even a minute, and then drives away again. Drive-by voyeurism. I don't even understand the point. What's he getting out of that? 15 seconds of looking at Gail through a window?
1: Just to make sure she's not fucking Bob.
0: If he's that concerned about her fucking Bob, he should be at home where he can see that she's not fucking Bob. That's all I'm saying. The weird voyeurism shit, uh, something I never noticed in the past, and now I'm catching it, Like, I feel like there's voyeurism of some kind every third episode, at least.
1: And so I wrote down uh, that uh, just as the best friends say I love you, they endure their own separation, or as I like to call, the first of three.
0: Well, we see, before we see the first of three, as you're calling it, we do see Pacey and Andy have that moment we talked about earlier on the pier and they have their first kiss like they we haven't heard the words yet but I'm saying the first kiss is like okay they're dating now like this shit's kicked off. That was I back on the pier baby. So
1: like I like happy endings.
0: It was a good one.
1: And I like it. No, that.
0: that was a really really good one. I agree with you. And so far it's felt like this season it's been Good Pacey storylines. He's not getting shit on. Good things are happening to him.
1: Dude, that just means he's going to get this shit kicked out of him. <laughs> Bye, Dad. But
0: before that happens, you're right. The first of three, where Joey's like, what we were talking about earlier, like, you were what I wanted, and now I don't know what I want anymore, and I don't like that feeling. And as she's running out, he says for the first time, Joey, I love you. And it stops her. And she comes back in the room. And you're sitting there thinking like, oh shit. Just like the kiss worked at the end of season one. The I love you is going to work here to make it work. And she comes back in and she says, I love you too. And she turns right the fuck back around again and walks out the window. Like, that's it. That's it. Like, runs, Literally, again, runs away. Literally. And he's like, how can it be over after we just said I love you? She's like, I gotta go. That was basically what She's like, I gotta go.
1: She's like, I gotta be traffic. Creek's busy this time of night. So
0: Dawson kicks the ever-present and at this point famous ladder over, signifying that this is indeed the end of the relationship.
1: So I wrote down some things. I'd love to hear them. Well, that's the first of three. Then Jack and Jen alliance. Casey and Andy, pretty much official. Mitch and Gail probably will get back together and go, quote, all in on the restaurant.
0: So you are revising an earlier prediction of Mitch and Gail divorcing with them getting back together and going all in on the kelp.
1: Yeah, it'll be. The, there will be in between them getting back together and going all in on the restaurant, is uh, Tamara and Mitch definitely going to fuck. And then. Then they'll get back together
0: Alright, okay Well, there might be some clues for some more predictions here In the upcoming episode titles What do we got here? 7 through 9 Episode 7 Chuck, what do you think is going to happen in The All-Nighter?
1: The All-Nighter Well, the kids are going to pull an all-nighter When they have to study for some tests And some crazy shit happens and then um, Mitch is enduring his all his own all-nighter when he's going all-night with Tamara. Woo!
0: Uh, any, anything else for the all-nighter?
1: Grams is going to a church service. It's
0: an all-nighter. All-night church service. That's where shit gets real rowdy. Episode 8. Hey, just entertaining. Episode 8, The Reluctant Hero. Talk about a vague episode title. The reluctant
1: hero. Pacey, this one's all about you, baby. I don't know what's gonna happen, but you're gonna you're gonna be a fucking hero. You're not gonna wanna be the hero, but you're gonna be the hero.
0: Episode nine, the election.
1: So it's a school election. It's all about Abby and running for office against
0: Andy. Abby running against Andy in the school election. Okay. Uh
1: and spoiler, Abby's gonna win.
0: Now, it's interesting to me that in all of the predictions you made there, A, I don't recall you saying obviously once, but B, you made no comment on Dawson and Joey, the best friends, and what would happen with them. So what do you think happens between those two?
1: It's just going to be an awkward three-pack for those two. Uh, They'll probably get back together, I would say, either in the election or the episode after.
0: Which I will not tell you the title of at the present time.
1: Which is the title I am going to predict right now. The title to that episode is called The Second Kiss. The Second First Kiss. No, 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 no. Joey's pregnant. No, no. Mitch and Gail getting back together. No, it's not too specific because things are super vague as the title. Are you
0: kidding me? Did you hear the three titles I just gave you? The First Fuck. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's definitely called The First Fuck. Well, if you if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can check out more like it, including episodes of 50 Randy Quades, which is a movie review, uh, or which in, includes Cage Talk, which is Chucky B and JT's other... Well, Chucky B's baby. But it's become my baby, too, somehow, a little bit along the way. Uh, you can check out that at 50 Uh, You can hit us up on the Facebook. Chuck, I can give everyone your phone number if you want me to.
1: Yeah, it's uh, a one six six six. That
0: isn't a logical phone number, but I would recommend that everyone give it a call immediately. Uh, And until next time, we be creaking.